Welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker, the podcast for entrepreneurial sisters like you looking for unfiltered and authentic advice on how to navigate your business through the craziness of life. My guests and I keep it super real here for you, sisters. Zero fluff. So welcome to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Episode. Welcome to today's episode. Oh, I'm so excited today. I have uh, one of my awesome mastermind students, not my mastermind students, we were in a mastermind together. <laughs> we were both students in this um, mastermind that we did. And I have here with me Haley. And Haley, you guys, wait to hear about Haley. So Haley Holt, she is somebody that I can't wait for you to hear from because she has, when I read you her bio, there's a line in here that's like, oh my gosh, I need to know more about this. So Haley Holt Jones is a former educator. She's an instructional leader turned transformational speaker and coach. She, um, as, as a speaker, she reminds us all that we are limitless and made to do amazing things, which I love. Um, through her work with individual clients, she works with women to get on the same page with their bodies in order to support their pursuit of fulfilling what they were put on this earth to do. Like, holy hashtag boom. I love it. That is so, so awesome. So I definitely can't wait to share her with you. We are going to talk about all that. She's got all kinds of great education, nutrition. She's got psychology. She's got all kinds of cool stuff. And we're going to have some fun today. So welcome, Haley, to Keeping It Real. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and we've had a couple chats. Haley and I have chatted before because we're both kind of into all kinds of crazy things like crystals and angel cards and all that kind of yes. fun stuff. So maybe some of that will come out today. Who knows? Yeah, I know, right? I know. It's so much fun. So Haley is actually not in network marketing currently. Um, and uh, But I really think she has some great things to share about her entrepreneurial journey. And I want to start there because even though your journey isn't necessarily within network marketing, it's still transitioning from being a teacher is what your career was, right? Yeah. Into being an entrepreneur. And that's very similar. A lot of us are, are working a full-time job. You know, we have businesses, network marketing business that we're doing on the side and we're trying to transition out and just have the one right for the financial free. So can you, or the financial and time freedom. So can you start us there and like, just give us some background on, on all that stuff. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. So I have, um, the past 10 years I've been in a toxic relationship with education. (laughs) Um, because I love kids. I love students. I am a teacher. Like that's just, I love people. I love just all of it. Um, What I don't love is that a lot of times in education, like we have missed the fact that like schools are full of people. Yes. And so because of that, we have put systems in place that make like, we can't standardize people. And the great thing about people is they're all unique, right? Yes. But when we try to standardize things, we lose people. And um, I guess over time, you know, like when, within education, I just think we could do so much better. But it became, I was a classroom teacher and I was a district level leader, was, was leading regional um, like STEM, which is science, technology, engineering. And I, I guess you guys probably know what that is. But um, sometimes when I say that, people are like, now what now? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't yeah, yeah, really yeah. know what that is. But. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, STEM learning. So it's, it's, it's basically the idea that, like, we need to be about inquiry and critical thinking, which seems like common sense, but we've lost that. So anyways, I was in a position where I was leading a region in Tennessee where I live around STEM. Like, I was doing all these big things in education, and I just was like, this is not like joyful for me Mm -hmm. because I'm protecting a system that I don't believe works and Mm -hmm. it works for some people, but like we're mediocre and I'm like, that's not what I want to be. So Mm -hmm. anyways, in the midst of all that, like I knew I wanted to do something else, but I didn't know like what that looked like. Yeah. Uh, And so I, in the midst of this, I've had my own struggle with weight my whole life was like the fat sister, the fat friend, the fat, and lost a bunch of weight a while back and kept it off for a long time. And then in the midst of being so stressed out teaching and working and all that, I gained like 40 pounds. My hair was falling out and I had these rashes of my arms and I was like, okay, so I finally go to the doctor and the doctor, like my blood work is fine. She's telling me, well, this is just genetic. And if you just come back in a month, gain 20 pounds and we will do bariatric surgery. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, 
but so I go out to, I go out to my car. I'm like calling my mom. I'm like, mom, what? like this is genetic. And then I was like, hold on here. I have lost 90 pounds before and kept it off for a long time. Yeah. So there is something else going on. So long story short, this led me to realize like, yeah, even though I was eating healthy, I was not sleeping like at all, maybe three hours a night. I was teaching in school. And then also I was teaching group fitness classes for like 15 hours a week, like insane stuff that I was putting my body through. So I really had to come to terms with the fact that like, this is not working. And then I was like, as a teacher, I knew it was like, my soul was dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even though like I'm with kids and I love being with the kids, but the rest of it is just soul crushing. So I had to really like have a come to Jesus meeting all of that with myself. Uh, and so that led me actually to go through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is where I got like my holistic um, nutrition mm-hmm. stuff and just really started looking at this idea of like, you have to get on the same page with mm-hmm. your mind, with, with everything in order to like truly fulfill what you're meant to be here to do. Like whatever your goal or passion is, that's where you're going to find it. So I am, especially within education, I was very much a money chaser. Like, mm. oh, okay, they're going to pay me extra if I do this PD and I can do this contract work. And, and like every time I was like, oh, I'm going to make more and more and more, more. Yeah. But every time I was like, I had more and more and more bills or... Yeah my car broke down or whatever. Like it was never because it was coming from a place of like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. It was always from a place of like, where can I make money? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that transition, really the past year of just going through the Institute for Integrated Nutrition and really coming back to like how I lost my weight in the first place, which was to listen to my body, which goes mm. Uh, and just also going through the mastermind and all that has really just, uh, made me come to come. I don't, not in a bad way, but come to terms with like, my joy is not in being in, um, education, like within the system. Now there's other things, brains I have around that, but it won't be within a system. Mm -hmm. And then as far as coaching, it's like, I think that there's a lot of us that, we are working so hard to do the right thing and eat the right food or like read the right books or I have to follow the right procedure, but we have gotten lost in what actually like, are we chasing money or are we chasing joy? And so that's what I help clients with. It's like, which, what direction am I chasing? Why? Like, am I going, am I trying to do something because I'm afraid or am I doing something because this actually is how I can, my light can shine, which is where the joy is, you know? With the fulfillment. Yes. You know, and that's like what you were saying earlier. It's like you're doing all these jobs and to make the money, but the fulfillment isn't this. And fulfillment, I I feel like being fulfilled and doing something that makes you feel good and aligned, which I want to talk about alignment here in a second. You could be making less money, but if you're being fulfilled and you feel good, it doesn't like the money piece doesn't matter as much. It's nice to have, but you're, if you're doing what feels right and what feels good, right. The money piece is like, it will come, but it doesn't right. matter in that, that moment. You know what I mean? Yes. That makes sure. sense. Well, and I think that's funny actually, because I like, I love group fitness. I've been teaching group fitness for a long time and you get paid literally zero to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have to, like you spend, it's not only like you're teaching a one hour class, you're teach. I mean, your preparation is like maybe eight hours, depending on what you're teaching. And that's when I realized like, I'm doing this because I love it. And then yes. the teaching thing, as much as like, I love the kids is literally like a paycheck. Yeah. And it's not something that like, I want to, like I, my worst like, I do not want to be thinking I can retire on May 31st, yes. 2050, whatever. Yeah. Like, I do not want to do that. And when I finally realized, like, that's not what I want to do, but I'm promoting that in my life, like in the steps I'm yeah. then I need to reevaluate. Yeah. What I so want. you weren't in alignment. Like, you can feel right. that. And I think that's where yes. a lot of the, um, you know, like you say, your, your body wasn't feeling good, you know, like yes. the dis, dis-ease, what they say, like, it's not... Right it's because you're not in alignment and you're not feeling good about what you're doing, which is creating stress, which shows up in our bodies. Right. And it shows up in all different ways, joint pain, weight gain, headaches, you know, tiredness, like all of those things when we're not in alignment with what we're doing. Yes. And I think a lot of people out there feel that way, but they don't know that it has to do with 
possibly what it is that they're actually doing, you know, as far as how they're feeling every day, you know, in their careers, right. and in their life versus, you know, it's not always necessarily related to what you're eating, you know? Yes. Yes. And I think like we, um, like we have a lot of us, at least like, obviously I can't speak to every person, but we've grown up in this, like achieve, achieve, achieve. So mm -hmm. From like K through 12, our path was set. And then maybe there was an expectation of college or an expectation of whatever. And so then we finished with that. And now it's like, okay, I have to get a job. I have to pay off this debt. So we don't see that there is another direction to go. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, we've also lost sight of like what normal is. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and just little things like what it feels like to be hungry. Like a lot of us don't go to the bathroom when we need to go to the bathroom. Like we're like, I'm going to hold it for another hour or whatever. And then we're talking about how we can't listen. Like my body is all messed up, but it's like, hold on there, girl. <laughs> Are you actually like, let's go back to like level one cues that you need to pee. Like yeah. <laughs> if you aren't doing that well, then you definitely can't hear the fact that it's not normal to have headaches. Yes. It's not normal to have joint pain. Mm -hmm. Like the number of years I had chest pain as a teacher, like I, like that became normal. Yeah. The first time it happened, I was like, I'm 23 and I have chest pain. <laughs> and like, what is wrong? And yeah. that was my body being like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and yeah, it's just not normal. But we come to think, oh, I just got to power through it. I just got to muscle through. And then we have people around us that they love us. Mm -hmm. But there, when we like, when you say, oh, I'm going to leave my job or I'm going to do this, it's like, well, what about insurance? And what about mm -hmm. this? How are you going to pay this off? But it did it. And then you're like, now, not only are you questioning yourself, now other people are questioning you. And now your chest is really hurting. Yes. <laughs> it's just all, the, it's like a pressure cooker. But, and yeah. we have come to think like, this is a normal way to be. Yes. And unfortunately, like, that's not how we thrive. And so that's also, it's like, a shift to like, what would thriving look like? And that's part of the problem is we don't even know what thriving would be for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we haven't even got to the place where it's like, what would it look like if I was thriving? Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't have headaches. Well, and because we're, yeah. yeah, we're, we're going through each day, just trying to get through yes. the day, let alone find the time to think about right. what my life look like if you know, I, I were, like you say, thriving or if I was doing right. what was good or felt right. Right. Let's, let's talk about quickly or it doesn't have to be quickly, but let's talk yeah. about you making that transition from like that moment where you're like, okay, I've, I got to leave the teaching. I got to start my own thing. Like mm -hmm. what was that like for you to kind of wake up to that going, okay, like the day that you knew that you just had to get out like, you know, and what did you do to make that transition possible? Right. Um, okay. So I, so three years into education, I left and I, I, um, went and got a master's degree in international development. And cause in college I had like studied a lot and studied abroad and just love traveling internationally and found this program about international development and there is a point to why I'm including this, but so just hang with me, people. Uh, hang with your girlfriends. <laughs> um, okay, so I I left education because I, as a teacher, I was like these, and I wasn't teaching in really low income, at risk schools. So kids who didn't have support at home, minority students, like they were, they didn't, they did not have like they came to school because it was mandated. You know what I mean? So I realized like I'm this one teacher in this one classroom, like this is not going to change the trajectory of these kids lives. And I got really frustrated. So I went and got a degree in development, which is about the idea of how do you change systems? But it was focused mm -hmm. very much internationally. Mm -hmm. And I think like in the U S education is a huge development issue for us. We just were like, let's go to some other country and help you <laughs> solve your problem. But I was like, no, education is an issue. So anyways, I did that. And then I couldn't find a job. I was going through a divorce. I moved back in with my mom, back to where I grew up, whatever. And I was right back in the classroom. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, so anyways, I thought, well, the answer is to fix this education problem is I'm just going to work my way up. Like I'll go from the classroom to an instructional coach. And every time I got to a different level, I thought, okay, this is where 
Uh, I can make change and this is where it's going to work. But the problem is that the further up the system I got, the more my job became to be like protect the system itself uh, rather than support people and souls and kids and what's best for kids. Like that's such a hallmark. Any teachers listening know that like what's best for kids gets thrown out there when it's like, we really shouldn't be doing this, but you want to justify your bad behavior. So yeah. Anyways, that being said, I worked up to a, a pretty high level position in the district where I was. And I was working for just a, someone who was not a visionary, not an innovative person. And it was very soul crushing. Mm. And I was like, I've come, I've come to where I am and I am not able to like make change or support the idea that like, let's be about people. Uh, and then I was like, I can't, this, the stress of this and the stress of like protecting the system mm-hmm. is not something I can do. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I got to get out of this. I didn't know what that meant. And at the time I was, um, so that was like a year ago. Well, I guess that was January of 2017 that I was like, this is not working. Yeah. Um, and it just, a bunch of events happened that just pushed me out. Like, like I was running a federal grant. It was a lot of more systems, more, more bureaucracy, just more like people out of touch with the idea that like our whole goal here is to support people to thrive. Like, mm-hmm. so anyways, I was like, I got to get out of this and I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I left that job. I went to another district and just taught. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to go back into the classroom for a year. I'm going to give myself a year to figure out like what this health coaching looks like. Like how will I build a, build a business or whatever? Mm-hmm. So that was I guess, uh, I started that July last year. And then over the past year, I've just made it my mission that like, I'm like, I'm done with education mm-hmm. and have just started building my brand. And, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't let me be clear here. Like I don't have everything figured out by any means. And I am like flying by the seat of my pants, but I also know that like, if I stay where I was, yes. I am not going to progress. Right. Yes. So Right now, like my goal is just committing to the fact that like, I'm going to follow where I feel alive. Yes. Oh, I love that though. You know? Right. Because yeah. the thing is, is like, it sounds like it's like every time you kept trying to stay in education, you were getting another message that you needed yes. to get out and then get out. And yes. like, it, it gets stronger and stronger. It's like the yes. feather bricked Mack truck thing, right? It's like, yes. first you're given the sign with the feather, like <laughs> this isn't working. Then you get the brick, right. like it's like, right. Yes. And then before you know it, you're having a heart attack, you're in the hospital and it's like, why am I like, you know, not that you yes. did, I mean, it. that's the Mack truck. It's like, get out before the Mack truck hits you. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, and I think it's like, we don't, especially, I don't like, I'm just so in education because that's what I've been doing, but you're like, but the kids, but this, but that kid, it's just like, but you, you cannot fully help what, whatever you're doing. You can't fully help anybody if you yourself are miserable. Yes. No, no, absolutely. You can't, you know, so I had to really just face that fact that like I'm miserable (laughs) and you're not, and your energy is is that, and then you're projecting that onto the people around you and your Mm -hmm. energy is so important. Like we have to be staying in those positive vibrations or it doesn't matter how much money you make, you're going to, it's not going to, you're not going to, it's not going to bring you what it is that you're looking for. Exactly. Um, And I, and I love that. And you were, and you listen to that. And, and the thing is, is which one of us has it all figured out? I don't have it all figured out. You don't have it all figured out. And this is the thing, right? A lot of times when I left my full-time career as a graphic designer to to take on my network marketing business full-time, I didn't have it all figured out. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I didn't want to go back. That was stronger. That feeling of going back was way more painful than the fear of sticking with what I was doing and taking the risk. Right. Right. And so to me, that was a huge like sign that I needed to get out of that. It wasn't serving me anymore. And the fact that, you know, um, uh, Mel Robbins, I did her, she has a course and she talks about intuition and your gut and your gut, you have to listen to your gut. And I'm sure like you teach that probably a lot and what you yes. do full gut mind connection. Yes. Your gut will tell you things like if you feel physically ill about going to work or about the thought of going back to your, like 
that's, you need to listen to that. That is telling you something. But if, if looking at your business, your, your, your network marketing business or whatever businesses you want to start, whatever it is that you want to do that makes you feel good and alive. And that makes you feel excited. Even if it's not making any money, that's to me is a sign that that's where you need to move to, even though it's scary, there's opportunity there for you. Well, and I think sometimes like we have to remember, like I, sometimes I'll get caught up in like, in the, how is this going to work mm-hmm. <laughs> instead yeah. of the, like, just following the breadcrumbs, you know, just yeah. following, like when I follow the things that I love, it works out. Like, mm-hmm. so the, how is like right now, or as a teacher, like you get a paycheck either every 30 days or every two weeks or whatever, how, how often you get paid? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's coming. And you don't have that guarantee, but it's like, that's not the point. The point is like, am I fulfilled doing that? And if you're not, it doesn't, it's like what you're saying. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how much is guaranteed to be there. It's like, you're not happy. Yeah, exactly. So, which is the whole point is right. And I feel like the more you're doing what feels good, even though in that moment, maybe the money isn't raining down on you at that time, Mm -hmm. the more you follow that path, it's, it's there, it's coming. It's just, you have to, you just have, it's it's just not there yet. You know, you just have to keep serving, keep following your intuition, keep going with your gut, keep doing what feels good and it will come together. And you hear that in any success story out there, Mm -hmm. like all the entrepreneurs, I swear my husband and I, we were just talking about this the other day. I feel like every really successful entrepreneur out there has had some sort of crazy struggle in their lives, some sort of like, you know, financial this or obstacles all over the place. And it's because they like, like, they persevered through those times mm-hmm. and continued to do what lit them up. Right. Then success came, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it's just like anything, whenever you're focused on like, this is so Abraham Hicks, but like whenever you're focused on the absence of something, it's just more absent. Right. So yeah. like, like whether that be money or whether that be like, I want to lose weight and I need to go do cardio for 15 billion hours or I need to eat no food or whatever. And it's just piling onto the problem. It's counterintuitive versus if I just follow like, what's the workout I like to do or what could bring me joy right now today instead of like focusing on the absence of something. So, which again is counterintuitive because we've been taught like just do, 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 do. But like, if you're taking action in the wrong direction, it doesn't matter. No. No. And if you're trying to push something that isn't right, it's, you're just, it, you're going to end up frustrated. You know, yes. sometimes you just need to stop and go smell the roses, so to speak, and do something <laughs> that makes you feel good yeah, exactly. in order to yes. come back into alignment and get what you need. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, so I want to talk about, let's shift gears into this really, really powerful statement. And, and this is that, that, that you, the way that you teach women to get on the same page with their bodies in order to support their pursuit of fulfilling what they were put on this earth to do. Like there's so much power in that. So can you like dive into all of that? Cause I think that that, that definitely is something that needs, we need to hear about this. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I look at this is like, we are in a relationship with our bodies and a lot of those relationships are really toxic (laughs) and we only like them on certain conditions. Uh, when they do certain things that maybe they look a certain way or maybe just whatever your relationship is with your body. And then that transforms into then how you eat, how you show up in the world. Like maybe you don't like how you look. So maybe you're not going out to social events. You're not going on dates. You are not taking a job you want to do. Uh, maybe then you're starving yourself. Maybe you're throwing up like whatever, you know, there's a whole spectrum there. So the first thing is realizing like, what is my relationship with my body? And a lot of times like with clients, I'll say, well, what's your goal? And they say, well, I want to lose weight. Mm, I want to be a size two. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right. And then, but then it's like, well, why? Mm -hmm. Well, because then I'll feel better. Newsflash. No, you won't. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because like, it doesn't work that way. You're saying I'm going to be happy if this, then that, like, that's not how it works. Like you have to find right now. And I, sometimes with clients, I don't say the word love. I'll say appreciate. Like, what do you appreciate about your body? How can you listen to those cues? Like even to little things about like, I need to go pee. Uh, I'm hungry. Cause a lot of us, like whenever I first lost all my weight, I didn't even know what hunger was like this idea of like hunger. I was like, now what now? 
<laughs> I was like, uh, excuse me? Yeah. Uh, really? idea, yeah. I was like, what is that? And the idea of like stopping when you're full, which that's a whole other thing, yeah. right? So then we cannot expect if we, if we can't even listen to the simple cues, like the physical cues that our body is telling us, then we are missing the complete fact that like when we have chest pain or headaches or whatever, or rashes or things that aren't so obvious, Mm -hmm. like that's our body speaking to us. Mm -hmm. And then especially in terms of weight, like we will still continue to go to the gym and work out at crazy times and amounts. We will continue to eat things that aren't good for us because maybe it worked for someone else, but we are so out of touch with what works for us that we are taking someone else's formula. And the thing that is hard (laughs) is all of us are different. Mm. So yeah, one diet keto may work great for someone Mm -hmm. and it may be horrible for someone else, but we get so mad at our bodies. Oh, I did this keto and I did uh, all this hot fat and uh, 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 all this crap. And it just, It's like, but did you, when you were doing that and you had no energy, Yeah. did you pivot? Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of times the answer is no, because we are at this like opposition with our bodies. But the thing is, if we can find, if we can just start from a perspective of like, look, I mean, I'm with this body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I can't go to Target and pick out something else to like, wrap my organs in. I mean, I can pick a t-shirt, <laughs> but like your meat I mean, sack, you can't yeah, find your meat sack. Yeah, right. So that means, I, I mean, I have dark hair. I got super pale skin. Like I am never going to tan. It just <laughs> is what it is. Right. So I am not going to sit out at the beach and get sun poisoning. Like, because that's what happens. Oh, I'm going to tan this year. Like I did this for years. And what happened? I get sun poisoning every time and then I'm miserable (laughs) and then it's so when it comes to things like like if this is how you're treating yourself yeah then you don't have time to actually find how to take care of yourself or how to nourish yourself because you're so focused on how do I change this to something I don't have like I don't like what this is so how do I make it something I do like when actually it's like well how do I take care of what I have? Mm -hmm. Because when I do that, then I'm going to be comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to be doing things. I'm going to be feeding it food that like I enjoy, like Mm -hmm. the number of times that, you know, people are like, well, I ate this like, uh, rice cake, which by the way, I love rice cake. So I've never, (laughs) but someone will be like, I had some rice cakes and a cottage cheese or whatever. And they're just like, but it tasted horrible. <laughs> and you're like, but that's not the point. The point is like finding things that your body likes. Yeah. Uh, and then just trusting that your, you, your body knows how to work. Like none of us, when we were babies, we're like, okay, now my legs need to grow. Now I need to start crawling. And now I, like now my hair needs to start growing. Like we, at some point, and some of you may know like exactly where this is. We started being in opposition with our bodies because mm-hmm. someone, you got the idea that you were the fat sister mm-hmm. or you didn't fit in. Or, like, there's a point of opposition, right? And then we had to decide whether or not we're going to follow that and become enemies with our bodies or whether we're actually going to own like the earth suit that we have mm-hmm. and take care of it. And so I appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, when I was, when I was clients, like, what do you appreciate? And they're like, Oh, nothing, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, okay, so let's start finding things that you appreciate because when you start finding things to appreciate, then you can start coming from a perspective of, let me take care of this because yeah. this is something that I appreciate. And then once you're not like, and I know for some, some people this may not resonate with, but a large part of my life was dictated by this. Like I feel fat. Like that's literally how I started my day. I woke up in the morning. Ugh, I feel fat. I yeah. go to the closet. Ugh, I don't want to wear this. It doesn't fit how I want it. It just doesn't feel good. And I was like, I had a closet full of shiz that I can't even wear. Like it's like, so I'm already setting myself up to mentally be in a bad space. Mm -hmm. So then I show up to work feeling ashamed of who I am and how I look. And then I show up basically everywhere in my life ashamed of where I am. Like, even though we have, like, we all have this bright light. We all have to come to the term for the fact that like, we have 
Michael Jordan potential, all of us at whatever we're gifted at. Mm -hmm. But if I'm so bogged down in like this hate relationship with my body, then I don't have time to focus on what makes me feel happy. I just have time to be focused on the fact that I'm afraid of being fat or ugly or whatever it is around your physical self. But like something I think that's super powerful is in uh, Marianne Williamson's book, Return to Love. love Yeah, I know. Right. So she talks about how like your body is just another obstacle between like you and God or divine or whatever you want to call it. And that like by you being at opposition with, you know, what you've been given, in this body, it just separates you from like your divine self. And when we can start coming from a perspective of like, this body is a gift. And I'm not saying you have to be like, I love every freaking role that I have. And these stretch marks are awesome. Am I <laughs> like, I'm not saying that, but, but I am nothing top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like whatever your thing is, your nose or ears, whatever, mm-hmm. like your hair, like whatever. You don't have to be obsessed with that. But the point is like, you have to take care of it in order so that you can shine your light. Yes. Um, so anyways. And I agree with that. And a couple of things that came up with all of this stuff, first of all, the waking up and the, I mean, the root of that whole, I feel fat and going into your closet and, and feeling all that. The root of all of that is I am fat and yes. I am statements are so yes powerful. The things, and this is something that I teach is that whole, the whole, what you think about yourself is Mm -hmm. what is, is what creates your reality. And the I am statement is one of the most powerful things. So when you're waking up in the morning, the first thing you're thinking is I am fat. I hate my clothes because I am fat. Like everything roots down to that. So that's what you become. And so don't you, wouldn't you agree that a lot of the, the changes, the physical changes that we want to see within ourselves starts in the mind? Like, don't we start by saying, like you say, being grateful for the fact that you have legs that you can walk with, that you have arms that you can, like that you even woke up that morning, you know, like, starting with the, the simple, you know, things to be grateful for and, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, slowly working it out from there. Because I, I agree. I think that, um, you can't change the meat sack until you change your appreciation for it because you're going to just continue to be in a cycle. You're going to maybe do some working out, lose a bit of weight, but if you haven't changed the inner programming, you're just going to get back to where you were because you haven't changed your thinking about it. Right. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think we don't even realize like a lot of us have a a mean girl in our heads. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like we are talking to, like she's telling you, oh, do not wear that pair of pants girl because you have camel toe and you got like whatever going on. It just looks bad. Everybody's going to judge you if you wear that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, girl, okay. I know you're trying to look out for me. Like, but for, we have to even know that that conversation is happening. And that's when yes. I'm like awareness. Yeah. Just a toxic relationship with ourselves. And the thing is like, you could be a size negative thousand or you could be a size 37. Yeah. But if you feel fat and that dictates you, that is your way to hide. Yeah. Which might be like harsh to say, but I think a lot of us, like we are letting this feeling keep us from doing what we're meant to do the met yes yeah and I think like we like that's so operating from this place of like I feel fat I feel I will I will get those pictures made or like even things um like I'm gonna lose 50 pounds for my daughter's wedding or whatever it is like Mm -hmm. this I'm gonna do this so then I can participate Mm -hmm. that makes no sense (laughs) yeah like what, what does God say about that like what does your inner being say about not opting in because you have this toxic relationship in your head with yourself. And all this to say, like, I know this is hard. It is a lot of work, yes. but it just starts with just like, how do I want to feel? Cause, uh, and this is also super Abraham Hicks, but like sometimes we are so just wanting to be right or confirming the feeling. Mm-hmm. We don't actually think, how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. Like if I want to feel good about myself, then what am I going to do differently? Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. right now I don't feel good. So I'm going to choose to feel something different. And we like to say that it's a choice is a lot of responsibility on our current situation. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And so we have to say, okay, well, if I want to feel differently about this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm talking shit to myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to notice it. And then I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, why are you talking to me? And I'm just going to notice it and change the thought. Yeah. And then from there, I'm going to progressively start to change my behavior. Mm -hmm. When I don't feel good and my back is jacked up, I'm not going to go lift 50 billion pounds in the gym or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and if I want to eat a chocolate cookie, I'm going to eat the damn chocolate cookie and I'm going to enjoy it. You know, it's like, it's all just this mind trip. And we, like all of that is coming from fear. You are afraid of, of either showing up in the world. You're afraid of I don't know. Like you can name that for yourself, what you're afraid of, but that is never going to produce where you want to be. No bottom line. And, and the thing is, is that, um, I would say ego too, right? Because our egos want us to stay small. They want us to stay in our comfort zone. And if our comfort zone is feeling fat, cause that's yeah. how we grew up and, and eating the chips and doing the things and staying small and not, not growing ourselves by, you know, making an, making the change because change is scary. And the ego goes, I don't want you to change. I want you to stay here because this is where things are good. And if you change, you know, you're going to grow and and we don't want that. Um, and so a lot of times, uh, you know, it's our ego that holds us in those, those comfort zones. And I think that the, the thing is, is that when you make the step towards the change, so once you become aware and then you, you're conscious of what you're doing and then you make a shift, a change, you know, in direction. So instead of waking up in the morning, even if you wake up in the morning and start by saying, Oh my God, I'm so fat. And you, you hear yourself and you go, Oh, Shana, stop saying that you're not fat. You're grateful that you have a body that you get to get up with this morning and go face the day. Like even that one shift in your thing will start to trigger another shift and another shift. And then you start doing things. And then it starts to, the ego starts to disappear a little bit. And it allows you to take those steps to do the things that are going to allow you to serve and and show up in the world in a big way. Right. Well, and if your body is such a trigger, it may just be like, I'm awake. Yeah. Woo-hoo, I'm awake. Like, Some or, days that's all that it, that's yeah, all you need. So if, like, if it's such a trigger for you to even accept that you could be like on the same page and you could actually like the body that you're in, then change the channel. Like, yeah. Do, say something else, go to something else that you like or are grateful for. Yeah. You know, whatever. So, and when you get there and you are grateful, then I think that's where you can start making the physical changes yes. to your body. When right. you can appreciate and be positive and be in a in a better energetic state, because then you can make changes that are going to last. Yes. Versus, you know, repeating a cycle that's just going to be temporary. You know, some people yes. you hear those people that you know they work out, they lose ten pounds or hundred pounds or whatever, but they haven't changed the programming, exactly. and so they end up back where they are. And here's the other thing, you guys, is I truly believe, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Haley, that, you know, we are all different shapes, sizes, colors, textures, tones, all of those things. And there's part of me, like, I know I will never be a size two. I don't want to be a size two. I'm, I'm comfortable in my skin. I want to be healthy. I want to take good care of myself. So I don't have the disease and I want to do what's right. But I know that I'll always, you know, have these extra couple roles or I'll always, you know, be this way. And that's okay. You know, I love, I love, I don't know if you've read the book Girl, Wash Your Face, but she talks no, about, oh my I, God, you. <laughs> and I'm actually going to her like movie tomorrow with some friends. So anyways, yes. Rachel Hollis, Girl, Wash yes. Your Face. If you, you know, because here's the thing, we, even the girls that you look at and the people we look at and go, oh, she's so perfect. Like mm-hmm. that person that you're looking at thinking is so perfect. She probably still has hairy toes and she probably has a little muffin top that she hates. And she wakes up yeah. in the morning and puts on a pair of jeans and goes, ugh, I don't like these, like we all have our shit, right? Like we all have it. And it's, if, if you focus on being healthy, um, Mm. taking good care of yourself, feeling like positive and doing what makes you feel good every day, you know, that's, those are the things it does. It's not about being a certain size or a certain weight. It's about feeling good in your own skin and doing the things that make you feel good. And that's where, you know, the good comes, right? Well, and I think, yeah, we cannot outsmart like our like how our bodies work, like from a biological standpoint. Mm -hmm. And we have to come to terms with that. Like I, 
like you're going to age, like mm-hmm. things are going to change, mm-hmm. you know, like you cannot outsmart that. And so when you start operating from a place of fear and from a place of like, I have to control what this body does and I don't like what it's doing, mm-hmm. then you are, you know, that you're in that toxic zone where it's like, mm-hmm. hold on here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can eat all the kale in the world, but if I'm miserable, it doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. You know, so it's, it's just being, you know, being real. Yeah. Being real. And I like, I don't mean to minimize it. Cause I like, I think it's very hard. I think this is like some people's life battle. And like, mm. if that is you and you're listening to this, like just know that, yeah, we know it's hard. It is a very hard, especially if this is like your thing. But if you could just commit to the fact that like you're here on this earth for a reason. Yes. <laughs> so because of that, it's not a mistake. I don't care how you got here. I don't care about that. Like you're here now. Yeah. So like you are meant to function properly. So this anger and this disappointment with your body, it's like, that's not getting you to like the prize. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's holding you back. Cause you're, you're spending yes. all your time focusing there when yeah. really you need to be focusing on what you should be doing, you know, to get on your path, to do the things that you're meant to do. Right. Cause those things hold you back. I totally, I totally love this topic because a lot of times, you know, especially in the network marketing world, because in network marketing, you know, we have to put ourselves out there. We have to go meet people. We have to go talk to yeah. people. We have to go network with people. We have to be in touch with people to right. grow this, the business. And right. Our, 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 um, confidence and our self-talk and our body image and all that stuff's holding us back because we're so concerned about what we look like and we're not allowing ourselves to go out and meet people because we think, Oh, well, I'm going to go out and they're going to judge me and no one's going to want to. And like, it's, it's a, it's a negative cycle of all that stuff. And then we don't end up doing the work because we're trapped in this mindset of, Oh, well, because of my body or, you know, and I mean, they might be not thinking that on the surface, Oh, because of my body, I'm not, but you know, that deep down, that's some of the things that are holding people. Yes. Yeah. So would you say that's something that you help people through in this, in your program? Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. And like, why is that the case? Like, what is it? And also we have got like, one of the best things anyone has ever told me is like, and I say this to my clients all the time is what someone else thinks about you is none of your business. Mm. Like you, there is no way for you to know that what they're thinking when you walk in. Mm -hmm. So if that is your problem, then you're working from made up stories. Mm -hmm. Like, so let's not do that. Like there, there's nothing cause you're never going to be able to get like, Oh yeah, they didn't want to work with me because I wore the wrong lipstick or whatever, whatever it is. Like, yeah, we don't know that that's the case. And so all of that is like distraction from actually like, okay, I'm going to go into this event. I'm going to be confident. Here's what I want people to learn. Like, this is the outcome. I'm, this is how I want them to feel like when they interact with me and focus on those things mm-hmm. instead of like, did I wear the right thing? And like, I get it. We, we, you know, we want to yeah. put off a good presentation. Like I understand all that, but when the focus becomes on how you. we show up, yeah. right. Versus like what, how you can serve or support or provide yes. great things to someone else, then you have missed the point already. Like it's yes. almost like, don't even go. Yeah. <laughs> Which right. may be not advice, but I just, I mean, we can't control what other people mm-hmm. think. So it's about taking, and it's not that, you know, it's, I know it's harder. It's like you said, it's, it's easier said than done to take the focus off yourself and, yes. and, and focus on the people that you're going to show up and serve with your opportunity, your product, all those things. Right. But, um, it is, it is hard to, to sometimes do that because you, you know, you get so caught up in your head and you're, you know, just, it just, it just doesn't, it's not, it's not always easy, but the thing is, is that and I, I, I did an Instagram post about this. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago with these, these, um, leggings these yoga leggings I wore to a yoga class that were super bright and loud and I put them on and I instantly went into my, Oh my God, these are too bright. I'm too big for these. People are going to like think, Oh my God, what is she wearing? Like all the negative stuff went through my head. But here's the thing. When I, I I said, I caught myself, I got, I become aware. I said to myself, no, don't say those things. You love those tights, go rock them. And I went to the yoga class, rock the tights. And would you not believe three people came up to me and said, Oh my God, I love 
those tights, those things, it. they look yeah. so great, you know? And so here I wasn't going to wear them because right. I felt about, you know, and, and the, it, like you said, it was made up bullshit stories that weren't real. And even my right. husband said to me after two, he was like, you know, I just want to say that you looked really good in those tights the other day. And I was like, really? Cause I, I almost took them off because right. I no, they looked really good on you. And I was like, okay. Right. So half the shit that we're Right. when we're looking in the mirror before we go to something is not even true. And right. so what a waste of time. Yes. That, well, and I think as women too, yes. It's like as women, I mean, I'm sure we can all sit down. Like when we go out to dinner, Oh, what are you going to order? What are you going to order? Oh, yeah. you're going to, Oh, you're going to get that. You ordered oh, the salad. Oh, you shouldn't order the French fries. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got extra ranch dressing. What? <laughs> You know, it's you like, bitch. You know, hey, I know what if we were like, girl, can I have a bite of that burger? Or like, or she wore those tights, like just by you showing up in your confidence allows other people uh, to show up in their confidence. I love that. You know, so just, it's like, you don't know how they're going to be thinking. So control the light that you put out, you know, oh God. You know that's amazing. So. That's probably like, that's got to be quoted. That is like, you show up in your confidence yes. and want to allow other people to feel yes. confident in their own skin too. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. I love and just it. Just be aware. Like, I think, you know, just being aware, like I, uh, <laughs> the last time a friend commented on my food, and how like I got something she can't believe I got I was that girl I'm eating every bite of this and I'm gonna enjoy every single yeah. one yeah and then she was kind of like oh so it's just like we don't need to engage in that negative stuff we need to say like I'm gonna own my decision because whatever it was like the tights should I wear this should I not oh my gosh or should I order the burger I mean I should probably get the salad with no dressing yeah. everybody's gonna judge yeah it's like no Get what you're going to enjoy. Wear what you're going to enjoy. And then just own it. Yeah. End of day. Like, call it, call it a day. Yeah. So. I love it. But then making the, you know, like if you, if you make some unhealthy choices, which we tend to in our family, the weekend yeah. we are unhealthy time. And then we, we try and live like the 80, 20 rule. 20% right. of our, our, our week is eating the not so great stuff, the Saturday, right. Sundays, and the rest of the week we try and stay clean and, and, you know, do the right. Right. Thing, right? So we, we try and keep some sort of a balance and that yes. way, I don't beat myself up when I don't, you know, eat exactly what I should, or if I'm drinking what I shouldn't or those kinds of things. Cause most of the time I, I try to, you know, and it's right. about putting in that effort. So, right. Well, and again, just focusing like how you want to feel. And like, if you know, on the weekends, like, you know, whatever your tendency is, or, you know, just also being mindful of like, okay, well then, even just in terms of like, how do I support my body through this? Maybe I'm going to eat extra broccoli. Like I'm going to get some extra greens and fiber, you know, just whatever, but also trusting that like whatever decision you make, it's not, it's not helpful to then, uh, worry about it for the next week. I cannot believe. Yes, exactly. It's like, that doesn't, that makes it worse. Like we don't need to be adding on to the stress, like from a digestive standpoint, from how our bodies work, like, adding on to it by then ruminating on how I made the wrong decision or did I say it the right way or did it eat the right thing? It's like, now it's like, you might as well have gone to Cinnabon and got 15 billion <laughs> and like pulled up a chair, you know, like, and I'm not advocating that just please no. hear me. But, um, like just if you're, if you know, like maybe this isn't the healthiest thing, but you're going to sit down and enjoy it and then let it go, let it go. Like, <laughs> because your body knows how to work. Like it wants to thrive. Yeah. So we have gotten so into this like restriction and I can only do this and da, 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 da. But it's like, if you just trusted that it's telling you what it wants and you sat down and enjoyed whatever that was, like, you're not going to want to eat M&Ms for a week. Like I'll yeah. like a client, you know, told me, she's like, I've been eating a milkshake and a, and a hamburger the past four nights. And I was like, well, did you enjoy it? She's like, well, I was thinking about eating it the next night. And I was like, so you're not enjoying it. So you're not even listening to what your body is like saying. You're just saying this, you're just eating this because it's like a, I can't have this food. And I said, you know, what if you, if you're going to go do that, I want you to sit down and enjoy every bite. Yeah. And then the next week she was like, I can't, I don't even want that anymore. Like I'm done. Yeah. And so it's just, your body knows how to work. You have to be in a position of trust. So. Oh, I love that. I love that. So it's about, it's about listening 
feeling, um, getting in tune. And sometimes that to, to do that, and, and maybe you can give us some tips on that, just to yeah. wrapping up here on how, like to, to listen to your body. How would somebody, what are some of the things that people can do to get in alignment with those things, those thoughts, those feelings? I mean, obviously meditation, things like that, but other right. things, like what are some other ways that people can, you know, start to listen to what their body is saying? Right. I think just like, so on a basic level, just like basic, like, and I know I've mentioned this several times, but I really mean this, like things like I need to go pee. Okay. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to go pee. Yeah. Uh, Or, you know, I need like my stomach's growling. Okay. I'm going to feed it. I am thirsty. Okay. I'm going to give it some water. Like, so just even on a basic level, how are you in communication with like the most basic things? Yeah. So if you can start to practice that, and then you can start to practice like, am I hungry? Am I full? How does it feel when I eat this? Like after I eat it, do I, does my stomach hurt? Like, do I have a headache? Like how is, what do I feel after that? Mm-hmm. But if we're not even in like level one cues, I'll call it like, you can't get to the, how do I feel after I eat it? A level it's two. Yeah. Yeah. To like a deeper level. So just on a basic thing, it's like, how are you communicating with your body? And then just starting to think about how, how you want to feel on the long term journal. If yeah. Yeah. Like how, what is this going to look like for you? How are you wanting to feel like what's your goal? And I'm not talking about, Oh, I want to lose 20 pounds so that then I can go for this job interview. No, it's Mm -hmm. like your day to day right now. How do you want to feel? And then what are actions you're doing that don't support that? Yes. And then what are actions that you can take that would support that? And then just being committed to the fact that like you set the goal of how you want to feel. And then you're going to take actions that support that because that's something you can be proud of instead of like, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. So I can't eat this and I can't do this. And I got to work out this instead of, I want to feel proud of my day or I want to feel proud of my body or whatever like however you're wanting to feel like I made good choices so part of that is like okay having a plan already in place like if you know your week is crazy and you know during the week you you get so busy that you make bad I don't even want to say bad choices but not the most healthy choices then on Sunday you sit down and you say okay Monday like, what does my day look like? Okay, I have this meeting I'm stressed out about. Okay, acknowledge that. What, what food am I going to have on those days? Like, do I need to pack my lunch or not? How am I going to take care of myself? Like, what? it's just the same thing as like if you were, you got to treat your body like it's a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the sense of like, like Planning. you have to, yeah, set it up to be successful. And so yeah. what are areas where you're not supporting how you want to feel? Mm-hmm. And then where you see those areas write down a different behavior that you can do. Yeah. Just notice also too. I mean, I think a huge, huge thing is like being aware of like, what's, what are you telling yourself? Yes. The awareness is key. Yes. And yeah. And just, you know, whether that means you, you know, you write that down, you acknowledge it and you replace it with a different thought. I mean, and just being aware too, like if you're having a lot of body struggles, like, and you're walking in front of the mirror and you're like, Oh, I hate that. No, stop. Go back to the mirror and stand there until you find something that you like, even Ugh. if it's like your eyebrow or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But I like, love that. yeah. Cause a lot of us, I mean, we'll go to the gym. We're looking at the mirror for an hour talking about how bad we look. Yeah. That is not helpful. That is not setting you up for success, my yes. friends. Right. Yes, exactly. Your mindset's talking about how bad you look. Right. Is what you're going to get more of. Yeah, exactly. And I, we are just so unaware of our behaviors and what we're thinking that are contributing to where we don't want to be. So if we can just set, how do I want to feel? And maybe you say, I want to feel about this way about my body or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then what are behaviors you can do to support that? Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Well, I was just going to say like, and you are your body's expert. So, and I'm saying that because a lot of us are like, maybe I need to do intermittent fasting. Maybe I need to be drinking green juice. Maybe I need to drink um, charcoal or maybe I need bulletproof coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Which maybe you need to do that. Yeah. But the way you find out is by trying it yourself. Yeah. And maybe you try the whole 30 and it goes miserably or maybe it goes great. All of that's feedback. 
Yes. It is not a judgment call on you as a person mm-hmm. about your body. It is you trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. And the hard thing is like, if you have an allergy or you're realizing like maybe gluten is not for you or whatever it is, I know that's like hot right now, but yeah. um, like just being committed to how you want to feel instead of what someone else is saying is right for you. Yeah. Or to, or committing to a size or, you know, a, a, you know, a a, a label in your jeans, you know, how do you want to feel? And, and you, you can feel good and still be a size 14, you know, you can, you can feel good at anything. It's about being healthy, feeling good. Um, and, and, and owning, like you said, owning your, your meat suit and going, Hey, this is me. And I'm right. And well, and I think we get so caught up on like sizes, but it's like, why are you wearing something you feel bad about anyways? Yeah. Like, I don't care what size it is. If you feel bad in it, take it off and throw it away. Like, or give it to goodwill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or it has a bad memory. Like if you're walking into your closet and it's like, Oh, that was back when I was like 15 and now I'm 40 and I can't wear that. Okay. Do you yeah. really want to be wearing the clothes you were when you were 15 and you were not like a full grown woman? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. You tell me. And maybe you do. But if you walk in there and you feel like crap, it is a signal A1 to you need a purge. You got to yeah. get some of that energy out of there. Like you got to, you got to take charge of that energy and choose yeah. how you want to feel. So. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. And for those that are listening to all of this, who are like, Oh my gosh, I want to do it all <laughs> baby steps. Like even just start yes. with awareness, like just yes. start with awareness. And if you want to take it to the next level and the next level, you know, you can either work with Haley or, you know, figure like, just take one step at a time. Cause you can't do it all in one, in one shot. Cause you'll get stressed out and then you, then you feel like you're not accomplishing anything and then it doesn't work. So yeah, this was, well, yeah, keep going. No, go. Yeah, no, I just want to say like transformation, it transformation takes a long time. And like a lot of my clients will be like, well, my friends on Weight Watchers and they drop 30 pounds in 10 days. And it's like, but what happened to their mind? And so just remembering like transformation can be, it can feel like you're in the trenches, but on the other end of it, there is light. So just keep that in mind. Well, and I think sometimes that, um, the quicker things happen, sometimes they're not, they're not sustainable. You know, like we said, you can still get caught in the cycles because if you haven't fixed what's going on in your mind, you're going to, your, your, your belief system still says you are the person you were before and you'll end up back there. So it's, you know, the fact that it takes longer to transform, there's a reason behind that because there's a lot of things that need to shift and a lot of new neural pathways that need to be created (laughs) So yes. your belief system changes, right? Yes. And so, and that's really what it's all about. I always believe in anything we do, the success of whatever it is we're doing starts between our ears. Mm. You know, it's not just the skills or just the changing of the diet or just the exercise right. routine. It, it's, it's what goes on in your mind um, is where it starts. And, and, and do you even believe it? Are you even, do you yeah. even believe that whatever you wanting to do is achievable? Because if you're yes. starting from like, I don't believe this, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then, okay. Yeah. And making the decision too. Like I talk yeah. a lot about decision. Like if you haven't decided fully within yourself, in your heart, like not just say the words like, yes. oh, I want to lose weight or I want to be healthy, but you've actually made the decision and it's a feeling that you have. It's like you, there's no other option. You're making this happen. Mm-hmm. Those people are going to be more successful or have a greater chance of success than those people who haven't really fully made the decision and committed to it. Yes. Which is like, oh my gosh, entrepreneurship. <laughs> Entrepreneur 101. I know, right? Make you better commit. And jump. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I love it. I love it. Haley, this has been so much fun. This was like a, so many great nuggets in here. I, I love this conversation because I know most of my uh, Keeping It Real followers are women. And I think this is something that women more so than men deal with and struggle with. And I know mm-hmm. confidence is uh, a big piece of you know being successful in anything in life. And, and a lot of times we get stuck in our bodies, which... Yes hurts our confidence. So I hope that you've been able, I know you have, um, with this conversation that we've been able to, uh, help somebody, at least one person 
hopefully, yeah. more, you know, yeah. take a step and, and gain more confidence in, in, uh, in themselves. So where can people find you? If someone's like, okay, I need more of Haley. How do I get in touch with her? Where can we, where can we source you out here, girl? Where are you? Where are you? Where are all your places? <laughs> okay. I am on Instagram at Haley Holt Jones. Okay. And I'll um, put all these links in yeah. the and the- then my website is HaleyHoltJones.com. I'm on Facebook, but I'm not as much on Facebook. I'm on Instagram more than anything. So yeah. that probably is, probably is the best. Instagram's thing. your jam. Yeah. And it's yeah. Haley. It's H-A-L-E-Y. Yeah. Haley and then Holt, H-O-L-T, and then Jones. Yes. Great. And I will make sure that those go into the notes and into my email as well so everybody can find you. But this has been so amazing. I love this kind of chat. It's like total girl stuff. We It's it's needed. It is all a part of the success in anything we're doing. Um, so thank you so, so much for this yes. been so much. And we didn't get to talk about angel cards and all that good stuff. I know, right? <laughs> conversation for another day. Hours. <laughs> oh, I know. Gosh. Oh, that's a whole topic for another day. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, I love you. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us and, uh, and everybody go, go, go find Haley on Instagram, give her a like and, uh, and follow her there and get in touch if you need her. So, okay. Thanks so much, Haley. Thank you. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for joining me here on Keeping It Real with Shannon Recker. I hope that you found great value in today's training. But before you go, I just want to say the fact that you're here listening to this podcast speaks volumes to the commitment that you have for achieving your business goals. And I want to ask you, could you use a little more help on closing that gap from where you are to where you want to be? If so, I want to invite you to snag up my my free video series on the top six things that I know for sure, help me crush some of the biggest goals in my business to date. You can grab your very own copy at shanarecker.com. See you in the course. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.